Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on The Porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch, and I'm joined with the one and only Joshua Timms. What's up, team? Straight out of Fort Worth. Not talking into the microphone. You got to talk into that thing, man. My bad. And, uh, of course, (laughs) the one and only Mrs. Elena Rose Haas. (laughs) Hey, guys. Straight from the beaches of Florida. Florida. Cocoa Beach. Is Cocoa Beach on the west side or east side? (laughs) East coast. East coast? Yeah. Where's Orlando? In the middle. Central. Interesting. All right. Hey, Josh, what are we talking about today? Yeah, today we're going to talk about, uh, I believe, a felt need of a topic, and that's just the topic of anxiety. Yeah. And why are we anxious? We're going to just dive into that. And and it's something that, um, man, I know in ways that I have felt. And so we would love to just like talk really practically about anxiety, where that comes from and everything to do with it. Yeah. Um, Man, it is such a felt need. Yeah. Like the number one thing that people ask us to cover at the porch over and over is anxiety. And why do you think at this moment in time, people are so anxious and our generation is so anxious? Yeah. Um, I think there's probably a lot of reasons. One of the things I was just talking about was with my um, younger, I've little brothers who are in high school and uh, they have, be, they started comparing each other's um, social media, like with each other of just going, um, Hey, look how many, you know, followers that I have. And so I, I think that potentially there's a reason people are anxious because it seems like your whole life is always um, being compared to others. Like I'm wondering, I'm looking at your life and things that you're posting going like, mine doesn't look that good. And so maybe I'm doing something wrong. Yeah. Um, or yeah. may, maybe I don't have it figured out like you do. Also, I think especially for young adult age and even like right out of college, young adults, um, that's when you make so many important decisions in your life. Totally. And it's like, even where you go to college and then when you get out of college, where you're going to work and who you're going to date and who you're going to marry and just all of these decisions that are going to radically change the traje- trajectory of your life. And I just, that can be super stressful because oh, what you're always like, am I making the wrong choice? Should I have done something different with this change the whole, you know, like what should it, city should I move to? Cause if I moved to this city, then this could happen. You know, there's just so many possibilities that it's just so stressful. Yeah. Did I make a mistake? Am I in the wrong career? It feels yeah. like you're a 12 year old making decisions that are going to shape the rest of your life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's like, uh, prior to that, everything in your life was kind of guided by what do I do next mm-hmm. when you're in seventh grade? Well, I'm going to eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. What do I do next? Well, I guess I'm going to ninth grade. And then even college, and then all of a sudden there's no railroad tracks yeah. and you're just in a free fall. And relationally, you're wondering, is this the person we're all trying to figure out? You know, even as Christians, like here's the crazy thing. And the tragic thing is that so many of us as Christians struggle with anxiety in a way that doesn't look any different than the world. Mm-hmm. Like you go into the church and the place that should be filled with peace and a sense of God's purpose, and it's going to be okay. And I think because we haven't done a good job of explaining and connecting people to the scripture and giving practical handholds on helping think through, man, why am I anxious right now? What's causing this or what's behind this? What's the remedy and what's the solution for this? And how can I begin to take ground in this? Mm -hmm. And people often just hear, hey, you just need to trust God. And if you trusted God more, you wouldn't be anxious. 
And the, the reason you're not trusting God is because you're in sin. And so if you just would deal with that, then you wouldn't be anxious anymore. And then people walk away and they're like, maybe I am the problem or maybe, you know, I just need to stop it. And trying to stop being anxious is like trying to fall asleep. Like <laughs> yeah. when somebody's like, hey, just fall asleep and you're struggling to fall asleep. You're like, that doesn't help. You know yeah. what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Mm, yeah. yeah. Don't think about the purple elephant. <laughs> and also with Christians, I think there's an extra at it in a way you can almost be more anxious because you're like, is this what God wants me to do? And you're trying mm. to figure out like God's will for your life. And so it's like, does God want me to move to Dallas or does he want me to move to Houston? I don't know. God, what do you want? And it's like some of those decisions, it can, they may, there may not be a right and wrong. It could just be like a right or left decision. And it's an extra pressure of like, is this what God would have for me? And yep. how can I know? Yep. They're often right or left decisions. Yeah. And even that can create anxiety because you're like, but they're right or left decisions with pretty big uh, implications. different implications. Yeah. You know, right. do I move to Houston or do I move to, you know, Seattle, right or left? Mm-hmm. May, they, mo- they both may be okay from God's perspective, but they've got some pretty distinct <laughs> implications. Yeah. And, uh, and what am I going to do with that? And I got to think through that. And I want to make sure that I think through every different option and everything that's possibly going to happen if I move to Houston or everything that possibly could happen if I take the job in Seattle. And what if I forgot one thing and, oh no, I made the job. <laughs> I made the decision. I moved to Seattle. And what if my like person I was going to fall in love with for all time, and we're yeah. going to have amazing babies <laughs> in Houston, Houston. And I just made the mistake <laughs> and I'm going to be single for the rest of my life. And it rained so much up there and I'm just freaking out. Yeah. And we get caught in that loop. Yeah. And, and I think, um, not enough people have learned so many of the principles that scripture gives us because it talks so much about this issue of how to hit pause and begin to work through that anxiety. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the first thing that I think a lot of people don't know is why are you anxious? Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know the reason behind what am I actually anxious about? And so in order for you to go to God's word and get a solution and get the solutions that help you work through that anxiety, you got to actually examine what is the lie behind the anxiety I'm feeling mm-hmm. or what is even the reason behind the anxiety that I'm feeling. Like, let me give you an example. So let's say Thanksgiving's coming up and you're listening and you're anxious because you are bringing your um, boyfriend with you home or your girlfriend with you to meet your family and your parents and you're anxious about how that interaction is going to go because your whole family's getting together and your Aunt Claire is going to be there and she's always bizarre and asking weird questions and you have never worked through some of like the conflict stuff with your parents or with your dad maybe mm-hmm. specifically or your mom specifically and so you're just nervous about how that interaction is going to go. It's going to be really awkward. My boyfriend's going to see that, you know, we don't have really great family life. What's he going to think about that? And how's that going to go? And candidly, I don't even want to talk to my dad because of X, Y, and Z and past hurts that I've never resolved. And it creates this anxiety. And then you're focused on, oh no, I, I just don't even want this to happen. Maybe I should cancel the whole thing. Maybe I should try to get out of it or encourage him to go spend time with his family. But that's going to look like I'm not interested in this relationship and you just get trapped in that scenario. And what, what, is the, what are some of the solutions God's word would have about that scenario? There's several things going on there. One is, hey, I'm anxious because I've never resolved past hurts with my father. Got it. So in order for me to conquer part of that anxiety, it's gonna look like like I'm afraid it's gonna get brought up or um, even just the fact that I don't have a close relationship with him kind of creates an anxiety and a guilt and a shame and just kind of a mixture of emotions. I'm not even sure. And not knowing my emotions can make me anxious. Yeah. And part of the solution in that scenario, one of them would be, man, I need to reconcile with my dad or I need to reconcile with this family member um, because I'm, I'm nervous about how that's gonna affect the dynamic 
with, you know, at the table or with when I'm introducing the person that I'm dating to them. And so I need to go, I need to reconcile as best I can over that relationship, maybe ask forgiveness, seek forgiveness and separate from that even Thanksgiving table. Yeah. Work through that as a part of unwrinkling so many of the different wrinkles that anxiety can represent in kind of the fabric of our soul. And so a lot of times just identifying what are some of the reasons. Another thing would be, man, I'm afraid that if I showcase my family to the person that I'm dating, they're going to run for the hills because these people are crazy. And that can be informed mm -hmm. by a lie that the person is dating me because of, a, of the, the way that they think about my family. And um, eventually that's going to get exposed. And dude, the best thing you could do is have a conversation with the person you're dating that, hey, here's who's going to be at the table. This person, yeah. they're not a believer. My crazy uncle, who I'm pretty sure is smoking pot in between Turkey and the football game. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my cousin who, yeah. uh, like, she's got a new boyfriend every time that we're here. <laughs> and um, and just like, walk through, here's what you should expect. Just bring that right into light. And it helps address some of that anxiety by going, here's here boyfriend or girlfriend, person you're about to come meet. Yeah. And then also working through whatever you can own in the relationships with your family. And that's a really specific example, but I'm just trying to say mm -hmm. there are a multitude of things that can inform and influence the anxiety that we feel. And I think part of the, the um, solution or part of the path towards experiencing increasing amounts of peace is identifying why am I anxious right now? What's another scenario where somebody would be anxious? Just any scenario. I, they ahead. have a presentation coming up at work and they're really nervous on how it's going to go. Okay, great. So how would you deconstruct that? Or what would the Bible have to say about that idea? Beyond just a couple of the, the key landmark passages that um, we'll cover here in a second that give practical advice. But what are some of the things that like biblically, here's some of the lies maybe they are believing at, at a presentation that they're really nervous about at work. What would you say? Yeah, I think the first one is what you said earlier is, is uh, identifying why you're nervous. Mm -hmm. And for me, I think I'd be nervous because I'd be afraid of failure, yep. that I would think that my identity is wrapped up in how well I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. And so then I think that what I would go is I'd turn to God's word and just go, hey, I, I need to know what you say about me first. Like whether or not this presentation goes well doesn't doesn't change what you think about me or my overall worth. Because God looks at me and says, yeah, identify as, you my, as my son. And so it, doesn't, it isn't based on how those things go. And then I think uh, also identifying like I'm also... I want my boss to like me. <laughs> That'd be my other thing. Yeah. I want him to like me and think I'm awesome at what I'm doing. And and what the lie I'd be buying there is uh, the fear of man, which is just a fancy way of saying I care about what he thinks about me, maybe more than I care about what God thinks about me. Yeah. And again, the solution's really similar and just going to saying, God, what is it that you say about me first? And, and let me know that's my, that's my greatest identity. And so what I do today, I get to be faithful and diligent in, but I'm not identified by it either either by my boss may or may not like me and that's okay. Um, or I may quote unquote fail, but yet I'm not a failure. Yeah. yeah. And on that line, God would say to focus on whatever is true and whatever is noble, whatever is pure. And so if you're focusing on, oh my gosh, what if this happens and this goes wrong and I forget what I'm going to say and all that, that's not focusing on the positive. That's focusing on the negatives. There's like some practical things there, but what yeah. we're thinking. You know, it's interesting. I don't think enough people acknowledge it is so natural and normal to feel anxiety in that situation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, like not only that, but here's how it would play itself out for me. If I had a big presentation is I would be anxious about it and then I would be stressed about it. And then I would feel like, am I doing everything possible 
Have I done everything right to prepare for this presentation? And that's where comparison can further compound it yeah. because I look around and I'm like, man, I've, I've been working 12 hour days. I'm just trying to make sure that I get ready for this. And then I look over at Bill. Bill works 14 hour days over there and he's a freaking workhorse. And if I only did what Bill did and mm. didn't have any family balance or any life balance or any health balance, then I, I probably would be able to handle it. Well, maybe I need to just push it really hard this week. And then I further get anxious over, you know, have I done everything possible? And I don't know where the line is of like, was I faithful? Did I do what God wanted me to do just so that I can check out and sleep well? And, uh, and it just compounds into this big ball of anxiety and stress. I think in that moment, the Bible would call us to work really hard as though you're working for the Lord, do all that you can, and then sleep well mm-hmm. and trust God. Over and over in the Old Testament, God says, I want you to work really hard and then trust me with the rest. Mm-hmm. And so go to sleep, work really hard and do all that you can today. And if you find yourself going, well, I should have worked harder you know, six days ago and I'm not sure that I did, so I need to catch up. I would work as hard as you can today and trust God with whatever the outcome is and know that if the presentation goes well or if it goes really poorly, your boss's heart is in the hand of God like streams of water, Proverbs 21 verse one says. And so, man, as I'm walking in there, God, will you give me favor as I give this presentation? Will you help me to believe that whatever happens here, you love me, you're in control. Mm -hmm. You are over all the resources and jobs. So if I lose my job, you can provide for me there. And and so I think practically uh, be surrendering to God through prayer, hey, this is what I'm feeling and identifying that and working really hard and then sleep and trust God with all the rest of it. That it's not just some laissez-faire, I'm just gonna chill. It's all chill, dude. That the Bible says, man, work really hard as though you're working for the Lord and then I'm gonna sleep really good. And I'm gonna bring those things when I'm feeling anxious, mm-hmm. I'm gonna bring that to God in prayer. I would encourage people, that something that's been helpful for me, cause I, I, I like have never been great at identifying what I'm feeling, is to sit down and to journal out, what am I feeling right now? Yeah. Why am I feeling that? Mm-hmm. And what is that telling me about my heart? Like, God, I am feeling really anxious about my presentation. Why am I feeling that? And then the question is, is it because my presentation isn't very good? Uh-huh. Is it because I don't have enough time to finish it? Is it because I am concerned that, well, I, it's, it's because I'm concerned that even though I think it's good, they may not think it's good or that I'm gonna throw up on myself when I'm trying to give it. <laughs> yeah. and, um, and if I throw up on myself, I think they're not gonna give me the promotion or I may lose my job. And behind that, I'm anxious. Or Evan, everyone will make fun of you at work. Yeah. And you'll be like the throw up guy. <laughs> I'll be, I'll be, I'll be <laughs> throw up. Carl, and uh, <laughs> that'll be the nickname. And then I'm afraid that I'll, I'll be locked in here and I'll never be promoted and I won't be able to provide and I'll just be trapped in this thing and just write all of that out mm-hmm. and then pray and say, God, you're bigger than this. Will you please help me to trust you that my provision doesn't come from my paycheck because it's really hard to believe that it doesn't because it goes into my bank account and that's how I pay for things. And so I need your supernatural help because you say that you're a God who provides. And so will you help me in this moment? So I think prayer, I think getting to why you are anxious and then bringing those to God. We were just talking to a friend who struggles with anxiety, um, the three of us actually. And one thing that that we referenced was 1 Peter 5 verse seven, where it says, cast all of your cares on God because he cares for you or cast all of your anxieties on God because he cares for you. What do y'all think that he means by the word cast? 
Um, I, I don't, man, I, I, it'd be good for me to know like exactly what he means. I've always taken that as like, you, you've, for me, I've got to identify and say it out loud. Like when I say that, when I write it out and I'm going, okay, God, these are yours. When I kind of like quit letting it just run around in my brain and I say either to people in my life, like my community group or something where I just able to get it out and just go, okay, God, the, I'm identifying these, I'm saying them out loud uh, because I know your word says something that these aren't true, but I'm believing them. And I, for me, it has been a get it out of my head and uh, say it, speak it out loud. What do you think? I think practically the way I take that is instead of kind of what Josh is saying, like instead of keeping it in my mind and worrying, I just pray and then whatever it is, casting it on him means like taking it to him in prayer. I think that's how I practically play that out, but yeah. I don't know if that's right or not. Yeah, no, I mean, it's it's either that or it's a fishing thing and he's telling us to, you know, throw the net <laughs> on God. So it's gotta be, hey, bring those to God in prayer. Mm -hmm. And um, and I don't think, a lot of times Christians are like, oh yeah, great, I need to pray. That's gonna fix all my problems. Yeah. I would at least say, try that. And you should yeah. at least bring those things to God and say, hey, I'm really anxious about the fact that I'm, yeah, still single, or I'm not sure I can make rent or where I'm going to live when my roommate moves out because they're getting married and bring those things to God because he cares about you. Maybe the most significant thing you can take away from this podcast right now, and I hope you listen to me, God cares about mm -hmm. what you care about. He cares about what you're feeling. He cares about the part of your heart that is nervous about the present day. He cares about the part of you that is upset that you're Co-workers all went to lunch and they forgot to invite you. He cares about everything about you. And so many of us don't actually believe that God really cares. So we're not quick to run to, uh, like, I feel like this is something girls are actually better than guys at. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, Elena. Like when girls- <laughs> I like live, where you're going with this. They yeah. live in like a, and there's a long list. <laughs> much better than guys at. But girls, when they come home from a long day, they're like, man, I, I want to talk to people who mm. about all my cares because they care about me. And we kind of like exchange, we sit there on the couch, we're painting our nails and we're like, oh my gosh. And then this, this happened. This is so and, offensive. And then, <laughs> okay, we're not painting the nails. <laughs> and then the pillow fight happens. And, yeah, exactly. No, but you know what I mean? Like, I feel like girls are good about going, hey, I'm going to bring these things to someone who cares and I want to just express my cares. Am I right or am I wrong? I feel like they're better than that. I would say guys a are. lot of girls do that. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of yeah. girls are better than that. And so they know that there's someone who cares about me and that allows me, if they have a roommate, they don't think cares. Are they going to be quick to bring like, here's kind of the things that are weighing me down right now? No. Right. No. But if they have someone that they're like, I know this person cares about me. It's why all of us love catching up with a good friend on the phone who we know loves us, cares about us, is not in, yes. like there to judge and tell us things are just like, man, I hate that. And oh, man, I feel free in that. God presents himself and scripture presents himself as he cares about you yeah. and he cares about what you care about. So you can bring all of those things, not the sanitized version of the things in your life where you're like, uh, just so many people feel like I can only bring to God, um, you know, God, I just pray for the uh, orphans in Africa again <laughs> yeah. and not actually pray. That and what's really going feeling. on. I've, so I've got a question. As you're talking about this, David, I think I'm listening. I'm going, one of the things is the hardest for me personally when it comes to anxiety is uh, I don't I don't want to be honest with me. Like I can, I can maybe even like identify, I'm like, oh yeah. yeah, this is coming up and yeah, I want my boss to like me, but I'm not like anxious about it. I, I, I almost feel, uh, I'm like, I'm a, because I'm a Christian, I should know that God cares about me. And so therefore I almost like, am, I don't want to be honest with myself about the fact that I'm anxious um, yeah. with things. And so on top of that, and, and you maybe have been getting there, but on top of just identifying those things, being able to be honest and just saying, and I'm anxious about that. Yes. Like I care and I'm nervous that they're not gonna like me. Yes. Um, uh, honest with God, honest with yourself yeah. and honest with other people. Yep. Because so many people are anxious, man. Like that's what's what's so crippling yep. is 
everyone's anxious and they're afraid to talk about it. Yeah. And the problem in our society is so toxic. Yeah. And so just bringing that out there and not being afraid. And, and that takes courage, man, to be willing to say, hey, I'm anxious about this right now. Friends, I hope what you heard David saying earlier is that you, you've got a guy that cares about you. He wants to know those things, and um, and he really is in control, and he's good. Isaiah 26.3, I think, is huge here. It says that you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. And so one of the ways in which we can practically combat anxiety is by knowing who God is and then trusting him. It says uh, we can be in perfect peace because we're able to trust God. And so the question often in my heart um, when I'm anxious, it's because I'm going, there's something about God and what he's, he's said or he's promised that I'm not trusting currently. Mm-hmm. And um, that's been huge for yeah. me. Bring those things to yeah. God. Why am I feeling what I'm feeling? And then I want to bring those things to God and ask God for clarity on men. What am I feeling right now? Yeah. God, help me to trust you. I'm going to bring this to you in prayer. Candidly, we probably could do like the next 12 weeks on anxiety mm-hmm. and just walking through that. So this is definitely not the last one or last time that we'll cover this and probably bring up more. But I think that is it for today. Anything else you guys would add? Nope. That is it. We will see you next time on another episode of Views from the Porch. Thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch Ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.